0: Yes, Connor. Uh, Are you familiar with the Myths and Fables uh, collection of short stories that came out uh, in 2019?
1: I Remember something about it, it kind of had like uh some Game of Thrones type of artwork on the cover,
0: yes. A very, very old Dungeons and Dragons kind of esque,
1: yeah. That's actually probably a better description.
0: Well, it was uh, it was written by uh George Mann, illustrated by uh Grant Griffin, and they actually had a, an audiobook come out of it too. But I have yet to get my hands on it, I know I want to. Uh, it's kind of been one of those ones that's been in the back, and now just realizing that it is canon, it's definitely something that I want to. You know, jump on just to make sure I'm caught up on it. But the reason I bring it up is apparently uh, Star Wars Greatest Holiday. Uh, Life Day, is getting the myths and fables treatment now. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, it's going to be brought to us by none other than Kevin Scott. Ah. So, we know he's very reliable when it comes to uh, you know producing a very great story in the first place. Yes. But I'm trying to think of like what kind of stories or whose perspective they can come from <laughs> at that point.
1: Well, if we don't get multiple stories from uh, Itchy Lumpy. and yeah, Lumpy and Mala, then <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed.
0: Well, what if it's like they got to go for the new like the new Wookiees of the day, or even... Or, I don't know. Well, you think about that Mythral from Mandalorian. At one point, he's like, I gotta go celebrate Life Day or something like that. So, you know, it's maybe it's more than just a a Wookiee, you know, Kashyyyk-esque holiday.
1: Well, I mean, they're certainly making it sound that way, I guess. That's kind of how I looked at it.
0: Yeah. And in the other case, Uta Poo to everybody. Hello and welcome to greeter Shot First. My name's Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And today, gang, we got something exciting lined up. We do. Uh, it's a. I don't know. if I guess this could be considered our first ever. Yeah. Uh, first ever retro
1: review. Proper retro re- review. Yes. I, I mean, mean, we've talked about games in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, in multiple capacities, but we haven't, like, dedicated an entire episode to one old something in Star Wars.
0: Right. Well, speaking of old somethings, we got our producer Ryan here. Ryan, how are you doing today? I remember when they came out with <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> they, back then, they used to call it uh, the, um, the, the Star Conflict, you know. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> or something like that. Anyways. How's it going, guys? It's going, man. Well, hey, you know, you're kind of the... Um, the
1: the impetus behind this. I episode. was gonna
0: say yeah, like the uh, the am? sole purpose. Well, because you had brought this up originally that you were playing this game that we're gonna be talking. And I oh, will put oh, it
1: this right. way: you've played way more of it than I have.
0: <laughs> Probably way more than me too. I had <laughs> and like I admitted as much that like I, I jumped around to kind of get more feels of it and everything like that. But I'll be excited to, you know, kind of hear some some personal experience from slugging through this game so far. And the game in question that we are talking about is none other than 2002's Star Wars Bounty Hunter. It's an action-adventure video game developed and published by LucasArts for the GameCube and PlayStation 2. And it was re-released digitally on the PlayStation PlayStation Store for PlayStation 3 and 4 in November of 2015. They also released a limited supply of the game physically for the PlayStation 4 in June of 2015. 2019 uh synopsis wise for the game we want to get just jump right into it i don't know sure uh set in the star wars universe the game follows the exploits of the bounty hunter jango fett first introduced in the 2002 film star wars episode 2 attack the clones my personal favorite uh to which the game serve best of all of the star wars <laughs> to which the game serves as a prequel adapting the events of Jango Fett Open Seasons by Hayden Blackman. Enlisted to hunt down the Dark Jedi Komare Vosa by the stiff lord Darth Tyranus, Fett finds himself entangled in an intensive... Uh, extensive uh, death stick trafficking conspiracy and has a number of adventures along the way that lead him to acquiring his iconic ship, the Slave One, meeting his partner in crime, Zam Wessel, and being the chosen as the template for the Grand Army of the Republic. Following Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2002, or 2012, though, the game became part of the non-canonical Star Wars Expanded Universe, also known as Star Wars Legends. That's
1: that's uh, a pretty thorough uh, synopsis. I apologize. It's yeah. much more thorough than the synopsis that I would provide for uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian, for instance. Yeah, it's like
0: instead of just two, uh, what two little. Uh, sentences to kind of just get you a little tease yes this does lay out the story pretty well it does so uh i mean just in 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 that respect uh the reception for the game it had mixed reviews most of them positive from the critics which praised the graphics the length the sound and the level design as well as gameplay elements such as shooting and bounty hunting but criticized for its repetitive nature and camera control and it felt like it was lacking in certain <laughs> areas but we'll get into that yeah and i uh, before we go we'll get into it right now i know before we uh, dive right into it I'm Want to just do one more, and this is a cast list. and This is kind of important. Uh, right at the top of the bill, Tim Moore Morrison reprising his role as Django Fett. I, I mean, remember
1: reading once, or well, not even reading Once Upon a Time, but listening Once Upon a Time. Like, if you were to actually pronounce his name, it's more like Timora, Timora Morrison. Timora. I, I can't do it. Timora, that,
0: Timora. Nah.
2: See, that's that's hilarious because in some of the prep work for this episode, we were watching the videos, we were Throwing out And that The caravan of garbage <laughs> <laughs> Someone referred to him As like Temuera Temuera, Temuera Morrison. Morrison I was like
0: Wait a second <laughs> Wait, a, Wait a second They'd be closer Than we would Just be considering Because like, it's Australia <laughs> Yeah Australian <laughs> Australian
2: And there's New Zealand. Zealand
0: Immediately my mind
2: went to Have we just been Screwing it up This whole time Or are they oh. Are they messing with it I've,
0: well,
1: I've, What I also have heard Is like They don't even print Like in New Zealand It's not Morrison It's like Myerson Myerson or oh. I don't know it's okay. <laughs> uh,
0: this is off topic but have either of you Watched Too Hot to Handle on Netflix I no. have not
1: <laughs> It's one of
0: those guilty pleasures that uh, Eva And I got into just to watch some like trash Television but uh, long story Short there's an Australian gentleman on there and he he Pronounces the word Oregano Oregano And I, that kind of makes me think of like Are we saying it wrong? <laughs> Are they saying it wrong? So I mean this could be an example of that Temor-a-ora. yes. I don't know that
2: anyone's saying it wrong I think they're just saying it better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think there's fair.
2: wrong and right. There's just better.
0: Well, I can I can pronounce the next one pretty easily. Okay. Clancy Brown. Yes, uh, he's he is uh, Montross, the kind of villain in this game. Yes. That's the the, the, the uh, villain Mando, villain Mando. Yes, so he's a Mando that doesn't wear a helmet at least until the very end of the game, but all the same uh clancy brown he's like a veteran of star wars characters sure uh, is he's done a number of like uh, characters in uh, i know he played i think it was the governor of Lothal. i can't remember the governor's name yes but he did uh, do the governor's voice i guess governor azadi uh i know he did a couple of, like clone wars characters too and oh no he did um uh asaj or asaj- savage savage Press. yes Massage uh. <laughs> Massage Massage I had to think about it But Triage. Yeah, This is Mr. Krabs himself I always love bringing up The fact that anyone Who doesn't oh, know Oh wait Clancy I- Brown does Mr. Krabs' voice Wow <laughs> Okay Yes that- <laughs> He is Mr. Krabs <laughs> All right. Before I, I guess I do p- have to finish this game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Before we we lose the plot, he also has appeared in live action Star Wars as well. Yeah, he was
0: the um oh what was the species of alien? He Devoronian. was Deveronian. Deveronian, yes. He was Deveronian in The Mandalorian, uh, like the guy with the horns, like the red yes. guy with the horns. The, the episode with the devil, the one who he tried to set on fire and he just oh laughed. Oh my it god. Off. That was Clancy so,
2: Brown. So he was live action, Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> space, Space Krabs. Space Krabs. Well, that just sounds, no. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Space crabs, the next one, uh, Lucille Bliss, uh, who played Roz or Rosada, who is a female Toydarian. Yeah. Kind of like your handler. Which I, I I liked her character. Yeah, I like Toydarians. Like I know Toydarians kind of come off as like they're just they they're not very well received for a lot of people. I like Watto, but I know his de- like now more and oft like people just don't like his depiction.
1: Well, yeah, there's something problematic about his depiction, obviously, mm. um, that only gets worse in Attack of the Clones. That's also true. Um, but I think as a character, like the role itself is actually it's an interesting figure, I guess. Right.
0: I mean, this is also the era of, like, Lucasfilm, like, Lucasart games where, like, especially during the prequels, like, they had to fill in every gap with all these new characters. So, like, even to the fact of, like, you know, no one really was about Jar Jar Binks, but there are still, like, little Easter eggs of Gungans in this game and stuff like that. Like new, new uh, species of aliens that are introduced, like they have to pop up in the new property and stuff like that. Like look at, uh, we were just talking about squadrons a couple weeks ago and you know, the Mimbin, uh, you know, that's like, we didn't know the Mimbin even existed until, you know, the new lore. And there you go, and it just kind of pops up now every so and again. But regardless, I liked her. Uh, and then we also had uh, Leanna Walsman, who played Zam Wessel. She actually played herself in the like she mm-hmm. it she was is a, Zam she Wessel. she reprised Wessel, that role, yeah, which is pretty cool. But it's also kind of depressing when you think of like where her character arc goes. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: like, <laughs> we, we will have to get into this. Say, I they think... set
0: it up so nicely, like a backstory, and then yeah. <laughs> when you realize
2: when that how that wave crashes, it's very devastating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Three more just to uh, finish it off. The next one I have is uh, Tamara, not Tamora, it's Tamara Phillips. Uh, She played Kumari Voza, who was like the Dark Jedi. She was the main antagonist of the whole game. Yes. Uh,
1: Interesting note on Tamara Phillips. Hmm. She hasn't done anything since 2003. Wow. Um, And the last role that she did was to provide the voice of Uthera Bon in... Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original game.
0: Oh, so she was kind of a veteran in that respect.
1: Yeah, it seemed like that was like she was kind of cutting her chops that way, but I mean, I don't know if maybe she passed away. I'm honestly not familiar.
0: Fair enough. I mean, I I liked her her role well enough. You know, -hmm. we'll get into like who Kumari is as a character. Yeah. Uh, The other two I had was uh, Corey Burton, who did Count Dooku. Yes. Uh, He almost sounded, I I had to do a little digging. I don't think it was the same guy who did it for uh, Clone Wars. It might have been. I have to like double check on that, and then uh, we had Nick Jameson as Darth Sidious. They also played uh, other background characters like civilians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, those were the two prominent ones. Um, yeah, but and we yeah. do
1: get um, Tom Kane, who's also yes. famous from
0: he just everything. Yeah, all uh, of the
1: Star Wars animated stuff.
0: Danger over Tatooine, and that he does. He does all the <laughs> wrap ups and the reviews, and or not the wrap ups the...
1: Previously, He's like the narrator, are. yeah,
0: yes, yeah. They, the, the, when they when they do like the war bond footage, like right yeah. at the beginning of each Clone Wars thing, yeah, <laughs>
1: news on the march,
0: <laughs> Palpatine, our boys are off to war, all right.
1: Well, apparently, and apparently, Cory Burton is the voice of Dooku in the Clone Wars. I
0: thought so, yeah, that, that's my fault. I didn't follow through on that. It's okay, but still cool though. I mean, I, I like to see that, like, hey, he, he didn't lose, he didn't lose any stride, you know, he's still going with it. Yes. Uh, so let's start right at the beginning. So I think all three of us can say as safely <laughs> that we've at least tried the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I want to kind of start with you, Andrew, because I know you said you had the most difficulty. So why don't you walk us through your experience right off the bat where you stopped?
1: Okay, so I got to. Um it was somewhere around like you enter the okay, so the the game begins. Uh, what's the planet called? Or what's the waste?
0: I think it's literally just called a waste station, or it's like um, Outland uh, Station. Outland Station, yeah.
1: Yes, so you're on this like space station. It's a, a hive of scum and villainy, <laughs> and there are illegal like gladiatorial matches between these bugs going on.
0: Oh yeah. And on one of the bugs is being mind controlled or controlled remotely or yes. something like that. Yes.
1: By, I think a guy named Miko, Miko it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It does not
0: matter whatsoever. <laughs> um,
1: but anyway, so Roz, this character, this toydarian toy character, she he runs is, the place. She runs the place and she's kind of, as you say, Django's handler. Mm-hmm. And, She wants like once she finds out that this one bug is being mind controlled. She's like, all right, you have to stop him, Django. (laughs) So uh, so that's what you do. And you you jump into the
0: pit. You get your jetpack knocked off. And that kind of leads into the event of the first one by a bug that's being remote controlled by Mm -hmm. an alien. Yes. This is a Star Wars game. So then
1: you have to. Yeah, you have to take down (laughs) the bug. (laughs) First, and then once you do that, you can jump out of the pit and you do some other stuff. But basically, I think I made it about as far in terms of actual gameplay as, like, the training ground at the gladiatorial pit.
0: Yes. Like, and where there's, like, the, the shooting gallery and all that stuff. Yes. You jump on the stuff. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I got about that far, and then my head was literally spinning from the awful camera. So is it—I oh, mean, God. was
0: were you trying to control it the whole time? Was it just one of those things well, where you just didn't let the flow go, or what—, what And,
1: what? yeah, I think that was part of it. I mean, that certainly is a hallmark of just, you know, kind of PS2-era games. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that— they would actually try to kind of program the camera to follow you instead of allowing you a to free actually free range camera. Yeah. Um, which was definitely the issue that I had. And I didn't overcome it. And <laughs> unfortunately, just my schedule just did, prevented me from getting back into it. I, no. I'm well versed on the story at this point though. So
0: No, that's perfectly fine. I mean, like I said, for me, I went I went back through and I was trying to at least beat the first section, like the first <laughs> chapter. Yeah. Um, I got as far as actually capturing, like, I, I got to the ship like when he crashed the ship, and that's where I had to quit before I, we came over to do this. Um, but even to that, like, uh, uh-oh. Are we okay? I think we're okay. That's uh, a, that's our studio bouncer. Yeah, a little technical <laughs> difficulties in the background. <laughs> uh, someone stepped on a Wookiee's, like, foot. But anyways, uh, no, I honestly, I, I thought that, um, I'm going to start with this. I love the game the the gunplay in this yes. game particularly his uh his blasters they are uh, Particularly the way You hit square So, so many times So much <laughs> like, And that's my another
1: Just hallmark Of an early game Like Bang bang skim- bang Bang bang
0: Like my thumb Has biceps now Because yeah. of how hard I was hitting it But that's just it Like the, the It's the West Star 34 blaster pistols That he uses yes. First of all I love these blasters Like if I had If I had to choose Something from the Star Wars universe To actually keep For myself It would be those blasters I loved them Ever since I saw them In 2002 I still love them today but the fact of the matter is you have two of these pistols and you can you can like lock on with like r1 or something like that and then like I said just go to town on that square button I love the fact that like this was this game is it it does not hold up well it did not age well but like you could see that there were a lot of moments where they were trying to be very adventurous. For this, sure. This was one of those moments where like, you had two pistols, so you could actually aim at two different mm-hmm. things. Even though you were locked onto one guy, if there was five people in the room, you you're, would automatically, you would automatically so that, snap to them. So
2: that R1 button, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure, if you don't use that R1 button, you're
1: screwed.
0: Yeah.
2: You're, yeah, not, exactly. you're not getting out of that initial bug fight. <laughs> so my, my question with you with the camera struggles, did you use the R1 button?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> for, mean, for the the first playthrough, I, I. You tried just, to like aim and orange I to? disregarded <laughs> completely the, oh. like, the tutorials. I was like, nah, I'll figure this out. I, I did.
0: If you never do I it didn't. that way, especially
2: just, with these old ones, it was a war of attrition and I lost.
0: The, like, <laughs> this is also an age of games where they don't hold your hand. There's no mini map, you know, nope. they, they, like, <clears throat> especially because where you were. <laughs> There's like, no
2: mini map. And so I, I, I don't want to get too far off base. Right, I don't want to interrupt you, but like, I've never played a game that made me rage quit so strongly before. <laughs> That's I, fair. I've, I've had this game for about two, three years now. Um, I'm amazed at how far I got into it, but I would only pick this game up and start playing it when I really, really hated myself. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I need to punish myself for something. You need to blow off some steam Let's, and just like make yeah. yourself feel worse. Let's play <laughs> Bounty Hunter. Um, the first playthrough I, I got to, I got out of the pen with the bug I got into some other portion of the arena mm-hmm. and then could not figure out where to go. And I think we spoke about this yesterday. It was my problem because I was trying to play Where it. am I supposed to go? <laughs> yes. And when you say this game does not hold your hand, it does not. (laughs)
0: It's like straight up, you you hit the one button, you go down into the middle of the pit, like it opens up the floor, and you Mm -hmm. go down there, and there's one doorway you can walk through. And then when you're in there, it's just this empty pen. And if you don't exclusively look on one side or the other, like in this little trench that's completely naked to the eye, like unless you're over top of it, you're going to miss the point where it's like, oh, you have to use your weld torch and like cut yourself out of here. Mm -hmm. But like stuff like that. Like I said, getting back to the idea of it being ambitious, I love the arsenal of things that you had. Yeah. You had your flamethrower, you had your, you know, your cable tie, you know, you had you had your poison darts and stuff like that, the toxin dart. Uh, and just I mean, they were very ambitious with all of it. Uh, the bounty hunter system. Cool, but what's the point?
1: Kind of pointless. Yeah. yeah. Cause like <laughs> so
0: I was even trying to like I didn't find any kind of research whether, you know, saying whether or not like the actual credits. Worked for something. Uh-huh. I know that whenever you play certain levels, you can find something. It's like it's one of your crests, it's like gold instead of blue. They call that the secret.
2: Yeah, that, there's like a secret item in every section, and I think
0: that's how you unlock concept and uh outtakes and stuff. Okay, like, because otherwise, like that would make sense for the credits where it's like, okay, I would want to collect this person and then I'll get X amount of credits and then I could use it to buy this piece of artwork or, you know, buy this or that to unlock for future gameplay. But you know, it's kind of superfluous. It's a cool feature, you know, but it like the the thing I hate is that Mm -hmm. like you have to put your guns away to even activate it. Yeah. Like you can only have (laughs) one thing activated at a time and you have to be standing still and you have to like get it right on the person. And if the person runs away, it's like, Oh, it's Mm -hmm. a whole thing.
2: Well, my addition, I, just to jump in, I agree. I think it's really impressive the amount of things they they gave you in your arsenal to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the system and like the interface for switching between them, <laughs> miserable. It's miserable, yeah. miserable. So it was blast, like... blast, shoot. Check later. Yeah, basically.
0: And it's like if there was a bounty in here, well, I hope they wanted him dead. Like that was yeah. that was
2: always my thing. Yeah, I mean, when you mentioned like the like the cable, yeah, like yeah, for,
0: no, I'm not yeah. using that. You probably Forget got
1: it. the first guy because like you came you come up on him from, and they're behind. like, hey,
0: this guy has a bounty. <laughs> yeah, and then from then on, you're like, oh, wait, I forgot that's a that's a feature. Yeah. And like, I just would go um, in yeah. and I'm t- just gonna shoot them.
1: You shoot everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I would <laughs> scan a bunch of people, and there were a few that I identified, but then like you know they're just standing in this milieu of other people, and right. it's like, okay, I have no idea i guess i killed him yeah i guess i don't get point. The well, and then that,
0: that's just it but i mean that it's that kind of feature that's supposed to be there for you know replayability like you're supposed to be able, oh i'll go back and you know because there's like five to ten bounties per level or something like that mm-hmm. and so that's the idea of like oh we'll go back you can collect all this and 100 and blah 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 but it's like it almost seems like a, too much of a slog to even worry about it yeah you're getting shot uh... so much that like you have no time to even bother with it. I feel like if they had it like it, in this day and age, you would have something like, you know, like an Arkham where like if you you tap R1 and you get the scan, mm-hmm. it could be bounty hunter vision or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's, and that's essentially what they're going for. Right. And they even display as much with Mando that he has something like like almost like predator vision. He could see like heat vision and stuff like that. Exactly. But it's not completely through walls. Yeah. But if you had something like that where you can kind of track people down, I think it'd be a little more <laughs> enjoyable.
1: Well, I agree with that. I mean, I think that's just such a difference in terms of where this game is at, in terms of when it was made and all, mm-hmm. versus like what games nowadays will do. Like, I think there's just so much more consideration given to like control layout mm-hmm. nowadays. That I mean, it's it's almost like this maybe paved the way to that a little bit. Like, right? Okay, how do we like incorporate some of these complex commands? And yes. it's like, well, you have to tap circle like fifteen <laughs> times to find the thing that you want. Well,
0: that's again that in goes, the middle
1: of a heavy gunfight. That's yeah.
0: what I'm saying. It goes back to just the idea that it's super ambitious. Yeah. And it's just they they had so many ideas mm-hmm. that they put together that it's hard to keep track of what you're supposed to be doing here and there. Like even the amount of weaponry you do have. I was taking down everything with just the pistols. Yep. Yeah. I picked up like an actual rifle. I didn't mm-hmm. want to use it. Yeah. like And like I said, I used the cheats <laughs> to kind of jump around. And like at one point I had my, you know, I had the rocket pack and I had, uh, you know, wrist missiles. And like I had a sniper rifle. Didn't use it. I didn't yeah. want to use it if I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because what the heck? Why not?
1: And it's funny because, I mean, one of the things that I did to prepare for this episode was like I looked up a review yeah uh, like from the time and i you know i found like oh. the IGN review of it and like they actually talk about well the you know the added weapons in the game are certainly very valuable and they're very you know but if you're not careful and you don't consume conserve your ammo, then you're gonna find that by the time you need it, you're in a really bad spot. That's exactly
0: right. Because there's no <laughs> like you can't pick up extra ammo for a rifle. You pick up here and there. Like once it's done, it's, it's done. It's gone. Yeah. But that's also another hallmark of old Star Wars games. Yeah, I think like Jedi Alcast was that way. If you picked up a, a blaster, you know, a certain blaster that wasn't like your regular pistol. If you were done, you were done. It wasn't picking up, a you know, a, an energy pack or anything yeah. like that.
1: And the interesting thing about that, about uh, Jedi Outcast, is that also came out in 2002. Now, it originally wow. debuted only for PC.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, we can kind of talk about what the difference is a little bit, um, you know, but I think it's like when people talk about like, oh, if you want to do a, you know, a retro Star Wars game, play Jedi Outcast, it's great. I mean, I think that was even one that we did way back when. Wow. uh, You know, it was like a top five, like on our all time games list that we did with games and app once upon the time.
0: Well, just to kind of clarify on like the amount of like crazy good games that came out at that time, Mm -hmm. at least in the way of like GameCube. Uh, In 2002, you had Metroid Prime, you had Ratchet and Clank, you had Super Mario Sunshine, The Elder Scrolls III, Eternal Darkness, and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, the original. Wow. So that's a great lineup in (laughs) itself. That was a great game. That was a great game. But like, so like, it had a lot to work with. And this was also in the heyday of LucasArts, like... This is how they made their games, you know, like they they could they could try for it and they could work or they, you know, it just fails miserably. And like people remember for that,
2: no matter what they were swinging for the fences. Right. If they didn't connect, they didn't connect, but they still swung really hard.
0: So to that end, to kind of go into the story of it a little bit, Mm -hmm. this is also what I loved about that era is the fact that like. What they said it was basically it was kind of canon, right? Yeah. You know, it, it was that that was the story set in front of you. So like the story of this game is Django eventually becoming the template. Mm-hmm. How does he become the template? You yes. know, and you know, if it, I, I think we all watched the cutscenes or whatever, and I, I think the overall result is kind of what you expect. It's not so much exposition. It's just like, okay, we understand, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> yeah. what that's how it did it. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> but it was even the same thing. It's like, you know we played um, Force unleashed, and uh, there was a one point where you saw Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, and um, uh, Senator Bell Iblis. They all came together with Starkiller, and they were like, "Hey." Let's form a rebellion. Yeah, and it's done. And then they're like, <laughs> I guess that's how the rebellion was formed. Yeah, <laughs> and I took it for I took it for fact because I was like, it's in a video game, so it must make sense. And so that's kind of how I looked at it with this. And they did they did their legwork. You mm-hmm. know, they actually got the guy who did Django to do the voice. I mean, come on, that's pretty impressive. Well, it is.
1: I mean, I think that is definitely unquestionably part of like what kind of killed the like video like video game adaptation of stories is just that people were like I don't you know I don't want to waste all my time doing this right yeah um you know but the fact that they could get tomorrow Morrison to do that and they got uh Zam Wessel to reprise reprise the role role, yeah Yeah, it's still um, incredible for sure and it certainly obviously set the the precedent for you know guys like Corey Burton to eventually do uh Clone Wars Clone Wars and going yeah and Tom Kane as well Uh, Oh, yeah. And Clancy Brown, I guess, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, different well, role though.
0: But still, to that end, uh, with the story and everything, like, how do you feel, like, how do you feel it sums up everything uh, <laughs> you know, for how he becomes the template? Like, is this is, is there any kind of you know, headcanon you had
1: going into this, either one of you? <laughs> I mean, I think it's awfully convenient. Like it's oh. nice that he's just like, hey Tyrannis, I want one copy. That's mine.
0: Well, he even says as much as like, may I inquire or whatever? It's like, you may inquire. Yeah. But that's it. Like, yeah. Know, it's like, yeah. Why not just be like, I kind of want a son. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, you know, and
2: all because uh, Roz kept telling him, "You should yes. find a girl." There, and that that settle was
0: down. A, that was another great thing about Roz was she was the exposition. She's like, "You need to get rid of that old ship. You yeah. need to get this. <laughs> yeah. You need to do that. You need to stop moving around with all your whole life." Blah blah blah. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> but I mean, you know. And then, like at one point, like she. So, a spoiler alert for a, a, a game that's two generations of consoles and almost two decades old.
1: Three generations of consoles. Oh crap. Okay,
0: that's fair. <laughs> um the you know Roz dies. And the reason she dies is what? because oh okay sorry. I guess you <laughs> had not got to that part. Uh Mantras, no, I, I watched the I watched the cutscenes. <laughs> Montras the uh Clancy Brown character who is the rival to uh Django essentially you know is like oh I got you one step ahead now I got your handler. And so she kills Roz. So Roz is like Get out of this life. Get yourself a brand new ship. Buy yourself a son. It's like, wait, no, I got this mixed up. <laughs> but, like, you know, she's like on her deathbed and basically they're yeah. just like, she's like, just take Tell, everything I took.
1: Yeah, t- telling him what he has to do with his life.
0: And Stop then, screwing around. Yeah. Stop screwing around. And, like, she's also like, well, she looks like a looker whenever Zam comes into the thing. Yeah. Oh, let's talk Zam. Let's talk Can we zam. talk about Zam?
2: Zam, Zam, Zam. <laughs>
0: So let's start with you, Duncan, because you. So where would, where was the last point you left off? Okay, I remember you were talking. You had uh, trouble getting off of the prison moon, right? Or so the, is that where it was?
2: Yeah, I think across the like eight or nine punishment sessions where where I played this game <laughs> over two two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last three or four times I played it, I tried desperately to get off of the. The section where you're on an asteroid prison?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Uvo 4. Mm-hmm.
2: So in preparation for us talking about this, I finally went back and punished myself again. Like, um, I'm going to
0: get this done. <laughs> and
2: I did it. I finally got off. I like I got to the uh, the, the portion where you actually steal the fire spray. Mm-hmm. You steal the slave one. Yes. You get off the asteroid.
0: And then you do a little turning maneuver and all that. Mm-hmm.
2: You blow up the rest of them. They're all prototypes. Um and then there's a c- handful of cutscenes, and then you land in a swamp. And I went, "No, thank you. I'm
0: good." <laughs> <laughs> like That's you were enough. just you went through so much just to get the ship in the first place. <laughs> yep. Also, that but that was a great like great little thing about being like this is a great ship. And she and then like he's like, "What kind of ship is this?" And out of nowhere, Django's like, "It's a police prototype. Yeah, it's a fire spray pursuit bottle. She's the last of her kind now." And it's like, what did you call her? The slave one. It's like you put a lot of thought into that. Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where did that even come from? It's like it just sounds darker, brooding, just like you, Django. Yeah. And all that crap. Mm-hmm. But Zam. So Zam kind of just shows up out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like another rival, like uh, bounty hunter. And I think the the core aspect of her even showing up is the fact that she was trying to also rescue someone from the prison moon. Yes. So.
2: The so, okay, so I mean, after watching the the cutscenes, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where I had progressed far enough and there had been enough, like, Six month gaps between playthroughs where I i would pick it back up and punish myself again and go, Why am I here? I don't remember. Yeah, what, what was the story going? Yeah. <laughs> so so the the watching the cutscenes together as a film was uh was great. Yeah. Um uh, if you don't want to punish yourself, I'd greatly recommend doing it's a that. decent little
0: film in itself. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not bad. It's about an hour long, it's not bad. And yeah, you get um, a lot of gun spinning too, which I love. Yes.
1: yes. Uh it's <laughs> that's cuz he hollowed out the, like the, the grips,
0: grips so it could be much faster. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So I love the fact that like there was the like it was the coolest little detail in Attack of the Clones where like he shot down the dinosaur Jedi and you know just pockets it like a revolver Oslo, right? Just does does the little maneuver. It's the simplest little maneuver in the world. And now every time Every time you have to pull your guns out in a cutscene, like it's double handed, just spinning it around. Like it's no one's business. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it just seems so gratuitous, but I love the fact that they just leaned into it so much. His West stars, his West stars, (laughs)
1: nonetheless. (laughs) Oh my God. As if it's not clear what he's supposed to be doing (laughs) with his pistols.
0: Oh my God. Well, still uh, before we lose the track. So Zam again, is trying to oh, steal. Right. Yeah. Okay. She's so, trying to steal your your bounty huh? because like you're yeah. trying to get the bounty so you can get in with the Doug.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So you're exactly. So you're trying to. Um, this Doug has put a bounty on someone who's already in, in prison, like
0: a maximum security prison.
2: Yes. So you're going in to try and you're trying to to exfiltrate with him a prisoner.
1: Bendix Fust.
2: That's right. Ooh,
0: I think that was another Tom Kane character. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And the, okay, the, the whole deal is she beats you to the punch. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, excuse me, I needed that so I could do some subterfuge on uh, on the Doug planet. Yes. Dang, Doug planet.
1: Malastare. Oh,
0: Malastare. <laughs> That's right. They share with the out. Grand. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was just going through all yes, that Yes. One of today.
1: those rare uh, multi-species planets.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they have about different Mon- environments, too. Hmm, that's a good question. I that is know. a good question. We'll have to save that for another way. Uh, so, but yeah, so Zam introduces herself, and they get into the the uh you know the unlikely partnership. Django doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't trust anybody, and then spoiler alert, he starts to trust her, and then she backstabs him, and you know the rest is history. But eventually, <laughs> like he
1: backstabs her,
0: yes, and then eventually <laughs> they're like, you know what, our backs hurt. Let's just. We'll Just get out of yeah. this, and she saves him from uh, what's it? Uh, like, I think Kamar goes away at the end. Yep, and there's this beautiful moment where like it's all said and done, and Django's walking out, but he's carrying Sam because she's she's like you know injured, and it's just like, you're lucky I didn't kill you, or something like that. And yeah. it's like, it's a cute moment, but then you flash forward to what you know <laughs> what you happens <laughs> in the beginning of episode two, <laughs> give the slightest bit of information, and you're just dead. Yeah, you know, like, and, ah, you- come here. No. <laughs> it's these funny little cuts on the side to give it away. <laughs> oh my God. But like, it, it's just to that end. Like, I think she appreciated the fact that she was able to come back. Like the, the, the actress who actually did this, like, you mm. know, and had a chance to reprise her role. Yeah. But all the same, it was like, it just, it kind of, at the end of the day, when you know what's going to happen, it's such a gut bunch. You know what I mean? It's like, what's really the point here? Like, was I supposed to like you or not? Like, I mean, they do what bounty hunters do, man. It's, <laughs> they kind of have a uh, ulterior motives and such.
1: Yeah. So, and like, I'm not, su- not sure if we are supposed to feel like they're like forming this relationship weird bond or something. Some yeah. Sort. Like they yeah. never really specify it. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is not, not a comfortable feeling to, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, to that end, to finish off, um, well not finish off, but keep, move on to the next one. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Kumari Vosa as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not canon anymore. Like, the story's not canon, but, like, they never bothered to bring her back. If you, I mean, if you look at her and you look at future characters from Clone Wars, you'll see that they had an idea moving forward because she was more or less a, you know, a template <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. uh, Asajj. Asajj. She has the dual red blades. They have the curved, the curved hills, hilts, you yeah. know, and she's also a former apprentice of Darth, Dooku. Uh, Dooku. And so even to that end, I've brought this book up before, Andrew. I can't remember if you've actually read it or not, but it was Star Wars uh, Mall Lockdown. I have not read that one. You know about it, though? A little bit, yeah. Long story, speak? he gets put into a prison, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to uncover this it's arms dealer. And
1: you're not locked in here with me. I'm locked in here with you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, ball that. Right. crap. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: it's a, it's a <laughs> great line. I totally screwed that up. I did it, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like, wait a minute, that actually sounds worse. <laughs> um, but, you know, so like, it, it's a, it, he gets himself intentionally into prison to find this arms dealer. Turns out they're working with the Bandogora. Uh-huh. And to that point, towards the end of the actual, like, book, Kumari Voza makes an appearance and she's fighting alongside Dooku and, or no, not Dooku. Um, maul and fighting maul or with maul and i don't know it's 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 insane but i know a little bit about her character from that mm-hmm. and then finally getting to see what she looks like in the flesh and all this kind of stuff you realize that like oh man she's, she she
1: she's looks like brigitte nielsen
0: a little bit she's very <laughs> tall like she has that kind of scary like amazonian uh physique and you know
1: just a little um a little risque for Star Wars, I would say.
0: Well, that was also the uh, the glory of two thousand two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything kind of it, it kind of had that old Mortal Kombat feel, where like it was like the One Piece leotards for everybody. Yeah, uh, and I I even said as much. I was like watching it, I was like, "That's like damn Star Wars." Like, <laughs> yeah. Where, where? and like I it kind of just makes sense <laughs> of who I am as a person today. Let's just say that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Transformative.
0: Yes. Yes. But still, like it's it, it's it's a co- it's another cool, interesting character that they bring up, you know, and it's another cool Star Wars character to bring in. And they've also mentioned Kamari Vosa in um, *Plagueis*. That was another name mm-hmm. drop too, because they were mm-hmm. talking about the Bandogora in that book as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that lockdown also kind of fills in that gap and all that crap. So
1: yeah. it's all legends, bro. <laughs> it is, and I mean, I enjoyed the like. Uh, Bando Gora priest guy, yeah, with like the crazy the horn horn like, mask. head thing mask.
0: Especially now, like have, after reading the Nihil and mm. everything, I kind of get that feeling about it. Yeah, and the Nihil kind of come off as not like spiritualistic that like they're trying to be with Bando, but like end all be all. You know, I don't give a care. I'm gonna you know wreck some people's lives. Yeah, yeah. just an a nihilist death cult. Yes, basically. <laughs> all yes. <right>. Pretty
1: much. <laughs> that about sums it up.
0: Um, but uh I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, what did you think of montross as a character? He was so all about the hunt. <laughs> you know, like uh, I thought he was kind of just one note. You know, his whole deal was like I got to beat Django yeah. and that's it.
1: Yeah. But, kind of like the uh the minor boss battle in a sense. I mean, way. like yeah, it's like kind of the penultimate boss yes. of the game whatever, but You know, it it just had this feeling of like, you're not my, like, you're my personal enemy. You're not my objective. Essentially,
0: he's... um, You're an obstacle in my way. You're not not what I'm going for. He would have been like the Trainer Gary in like Pokemon Red and Blue. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, you just finished fighting uh, Lance or whatever. And it's like, but you're, you know, you would be the champion if not you know, if Montross didn't beat you to the punch yeah. or something like that. It's <laughs> exactly. like, that's kind of how it feels in that sense. But that is like that. They, their, you know, their final fight together. Like he's like, let's do it as true Mandalorians. And he puts his helmet back on and it's like, Oh yeah.
1: Great. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, there's something weird about just like, you know, he just wears like the Mando armor, right? but like never wears his helmet and like doesn't even wear like a shirt underneath.
0: No, he's just all, he's just trying to show off his scurry muscles and yes, stuff like
1: that. Exactly. Those uh, Highlander muscles.
0: <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the ships? I know we already talked, uh, you know, a lot about the Slave One, Some fire spray. I want to talk about his original ship. Yes. Uh, so I like I like his original ship. I think his original ship kind of gives me the idea. It, it kind of reminds me of like the old school World War Two, uh, like the like seaplanes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I can't remember the actual name. of It. I want to I want to call it a Black Cat, but I feel like it's, I'm wrong about it. But it's like they have the it's it's the buoyant bottom. You know where you you're able to just kind of like land right in the water, and then that's kind of what it reminds me of. It has a very like big underbelly. Yeah, and it almost has that feeling that like if you land. Yes, it's a seaplane. Okay. You know, that's right. kind of how I looked at it, but also did you happen to notice the the color scheme on the ship? I did. And that yes. kind of seemed oh, <laughs> yeah. planted some
1: seeds. Yeah, a little uh kind of easter egg I guess of sorts It has that kind of green and red, red kind of colors and you can see you can very make festive. out like the, the Yes, exactly. Like make the, out Fet the clan the
0: Fet clan logo.
1: Which I guess is not the Fat Clan because it's. I mean, it was Jester Muriel's ship,
0: and so that was probably uh, his clan, and yes. Fat has taken it for himself. Yes,
1: but even to that fact,
0: like I respect the color scheme and everything. I would say, like, does this inspire, uh you know, Boba to paint his armor that way? But it's like Boba wasn't an entity then; like, right. he wasn't even he, he didn't yeah, exist. He
1: didn't know, and obviously, like, so that ship, which is called the Jester's Legacy,
0: yes, and it's destroyed, and yeah,
1: it goes. The way of the dinosaur,
0: <laughs> uh, bye bye. Yeah, and like it uh, as in it
2: died on an asteroid. That's right. <laughs>
1: uh, Very topical. <laughs> yes. Aye, aye, aye. Hey, where's the lie? Where's exactly. the exactly? <laughs> He's uh, not wrong.
0: Uh, well, I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to think of any other little points I want to bring up about this game. Like overall, I. I still enjoyed playing it to to a, a certain degree. Like, I could see where the charm was, you know, back in 2002. Um, you know, like I said, I, I do like the, the snappy gunplay, and I like the yeah, ambitious ideas behind it and everything like that. But ultimately, like, trying to pick it up now versus games you play on a daily basis anymore, like the current gen games, in other words. It's very hard to kind of go back and, you know, say, oh, I can... Knocked us out of the park. You said it yourself,
2: and that's—I like... think that that that's kind of my issue. Is in 2002, I didn't have I didn't have a PS2. I didn't have GameCube. GameCube. Or I didn't have any of that. So this this is always one of those games where I I would see the label of it and go like, I bet that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. yeah. And I never got the opportunity to play it until it was re released, and then I saw the re release <laughs> in like 27 and 2017 like go on sale and i went yeah oh yeah i'm gonna <laughs> buy this game that i always secretly wanted to play for since i was a kid for yes. the longest time uh,
1: I, that's that's me in spy hunter
0: oh there yeah. you yeah <laughs> i remember playing for like the ps1 i remember playing a demo for that uh with brandon of games and that probably when we were kids mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing because you could drive down the road next thing you know you'd get into a trailer and you turn into a boat <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was the appeal of Spy Hunter was the fact that you were never one thing. You were either a bike or a car or a boat or I don't know if you ever turned into a plane.
1: You might have turned into like a hovercraft or something. I think hovercraft was definitely part of it. Okay. But that was still like it was really cool for its time. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. And I definitely remember like playing uh like I maybe rented it when that was a thing that you could do pretty mm. easily and like you could just plug in the media like the game disc and <laughs>
0: oh, didn't well. take much work oh yeah um
1: yeah I, I guess to for me it's like this game like yes obviously what they did was ambitious and mm-hmm. some of it is, for sure like it works and some of it doesn't i mean certainly my biggest hang-up is just the camera work the camera and, work is just yeah and just some of the, like the old school janky controls but like <laughs> if you're like if you're more comfortable playing old games like that then, I mean, honestly, it's probably a pretty robust experience. I
0: think so. I mean, that's it, also just the challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like as much as people talk up, like, uh, I know for a fact for myself, I want to go back and play, like, the old original Metal Gear Solid, stuff like that. I know if I did try it, I'd be so frustrated mm-hmm. compared to, like, how it's played now. Um, but you know, I would still love to play it. It's the same thing with this. Like, I, I, like I said, I still kind of enjoy it, but ultimately it's just, uh, it's a slog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most of the time
2: I've played this game, all I can think of is the, the control layout is so weird. I bet it makes sense on a GameCube. Or that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and apparently, so, I mean, a little bit of an interesting fun fact that I read is that The GameCube version was considered to be the superior version.
0: Whoa, there you go. And Brandon probably actually had that because he had the GameCube (laughs) before I did.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, the the GameCube at the time was actually, like, it had, like, the the most powerful CPU processor. Right, yeah. So, like, they could render better-looking graphics. And I do remember that. And and it was funny, like, I feel like when I pulled that up, just looking at some of, like, the NPC models from this, like, using the PS2 engine, were, like, identical to... Like, I over the summer, I had played Tony Hawk's Underground oh, yeah. on a PS2 <laughs> for a few minutes. That's a good, yeah, a few <laughs> minutes is all you need. It's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, genuinely, it was like, these models are exactly the same. Like this is the <laughs> only way that they work in the PlayStation engine. Oh, uh, it's for so this true. I mean, it's
0: it, it's blocky, but like you see where it's at. Like that's just it. Like at the end of the day, this game was just bones. And like all they like you could see where they could move from this game and where we are now. Yeah. And especially if they want to do the open world Mandalorian, bounty hunter-esque kind of game, you know, you could see that it's it can be done and it could definitely be improved. Yeah. And I think that's what you you should take away from this is that, you know, we see where it is, but we want to see where it can go. For I sure.
1: Agreed with that. So it's uh, a
0: it's a hell of a foundation.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'll give it that.
1: Yes. I agree with I <laughs> and, agree with that as well.
2: And uh I, I my only regret is I wish I could have played it in 2002 because <laughs> picking it up in
0: 2017, not, <laughs> not, the, so much. not the same experience. Not, that's kind of yeah. how I felt. I was so excited to get into it. And I remember just being like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is horrible to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But
1: so, it was still fun. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll read you through uh, some of the scores that the game received okay. at the time of release. Egm gave it a six out of ten. Eurogamer gave it a six out of ten. Ooh. Game Informer gave it a well, wow, this is interesting, a five point seven five right out of ten. And on the PS two and on the GameCube, they only gave it a five. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, uh, it's
0: just it's Sony <laughs> bias apparently.
1: <yeah>. GamePro <laughs> gave it a three and a half stars. Uh, Game Revolution gave it a C minus. GameSpot gave it a six and a half. Now they're putting letters on, with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On uh, on GameCube, but a 5.4 on PS2. But
0: it, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You said it's, it's a superior one.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, and I'll just go to IGN, which is the one detailed review that I read. And yeah. they actually gave it an 8.2 out yes. of 10.
0: The GameCube got 8.3, though. Yes. That's not so bad.
1: That's not so bad. Uh, and just to to go to like the aggregators, uh, game <laughs> rankings, GameCube overall it got a seventy one percent favorable, and PS two was a sixty nine percent. Nice, <laughs> we <And> did it. <laughs> nice and metacritic uh 67 on gamecube 65 on ps2 so. that's not bad at all yeah so i mean it's it's an average game yes. is kind of what it comes down to
0: again and this is also that it's the, it, they're in that high mo- like point of their video games that they were making because they were just, they were belting them out left and right. And you knew you were going to get something good, you know, one way or the other at the time being Star Wars.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, I, because once again, to that point, I mean, that's what's so crazy to me now is, I mean, obviously, I understand how much more complex games are to make now. Right. I mean, I don't really understand. That's kind of the point that I'm making. Like it's really complex and I can't begin to fathom how much more complex it is. Um, So I know it takes a lot longer. Right. But like to think that like in 2002, they released this whole game plus Jedi Outcast. Right. Like within the same calendar year. Plus also like Attack of the Clones actually came out.
0: (laughs) Yes. Disney. Are you listening? Not even Disney. Just EA. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness.
1: Um, but like, just as a counterpoint, if you are looking for a third-person action-adventure game from 2002 that's Star Wars themed, the Metacritic score for uh, Jedi Outcast is 89. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> so that's the way to go. So you might want to go with that one instead. That's <laughs> cool. one I haven't played. So one and day, it or is, yeah, it's available now. I think
0: it is. Yeah, um, I think actually I have it. I yeah. I've been fooling around with it on uh, the Switch more than anything else, yeah. just to kind of have variety on the Switch, but. I don't know. I like it. Fair enough. That might be the next one they'll lean into. Who knows? Yes. Um, but all the same, uh, final thoughts, uh, score for everybody. I'm going to give this a six.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it an incomplete because I feel like I, <laughs> I need to play more than 20 minutes to. <laughs> that's
0: fair. That's fair.
2: <laughs> well, uh, after watching the the cutscene movie, for the longest time, I was like, man, I'm barely scratching the surface of this game. I didn't realize. I was like halfway through. You're actually through. Like you're almost there. I'm over the hump. I yeah. feel like I need to finish. <laughs> yeah. But uh, by that point, it's going to be we're going to be on the PS7. Yeah. That's you know. <laughs> um, also true. I, based on what I've played so far, I'm going to give it a six.
0: That's fair. Sure. Well, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we finish out today as we did, finished out last week mm-hmm. uh, with a quiz.
1: I agree with this. Ooh.
0: So uh, I have an option for a quiz here. I, I want to see if we can have fun with it. I know, Andrew. You've already gone, right? So this is between you and me. Which one of us wants to go? Which one would you rather have us go? Me or Duncan?
1: Oh, I don't want to pick that. Oh, okay. Well,
0: <laughs> Duncan, you want to go next? <laughs> sure. All right. We'll see. That was easy as that. I'll go last. I'll so go. Next we can so flip you. a coin. All right. Well, you know, I do have a quarter here. So, see, you this would be too.
1: like picking between my children. Well, it's who easy. Gets what?
0: <laughs> yeah, so but gets you everything. only have one, <laughs> unless you're ca- like counting Cali. Oh, oh. all right. Uh, call in the air, uh, l- wait, uh, call in the air, shiny side,
1: thrilling, <laughs> thrilling audio.
0: I know. I'm trying to think you call in the air, uh, winner or loser goes or winner goes. How do we want to do it? Winner goes. Why not? All right. Winner goes. Here we go. Heads. It's heads. All right. So you go. Okay. Either way. That was a terrible flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Worse. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Have you seen the flipping in this game? I'm
2: glad no one had to see that.
0: (laughs) I also wasn't trying to like hit your (laughs) your ceiling.
1: I've seen better. (laughs) For sure. But I've also seen worse. (laughs) Okay,
0: so. Quiz me. Duncan, it's time to find out what combo of a Disney princess and a Star Wars (laughs) character you are.
2: Easy, it's Leia, because she's both.
0: Oh, this all right. is all right. Here we go. Your favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite color? Blue, green, purple, brown, red, yellow, orange, teal, pink, or rainbow? Ooh, teal. Teal. That's Eva's favorite color. Sharks. Uh, hey, <laughs> you see me. Here's a good one. What Star Wars planet would you call home? Corellia, Dagoba, Yavin, Stojan? Stojan. I was gonna say what?
1: Stojan. I've
0: never heard oh, of that. That's um, is that the, from
1: Resistance? No, that is the planet that is like somebody's home planet that George Lucas created in G-canon when he appeared on oh. the uh, the Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Or oh
0: god, it's John. St- <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, <laughs>
1: like I want to say it's like Obi Wan's home planet, like in G-canon or something. That like could that. be.
0: You never know. All right, so it's dude John. <laughs> All right, let's start it again. Corellia, Dagobah, Yavin, Stujon, Naboo, Coruscant, Jakku, Alderaan, Shile, or Tatooine. Naboo, Naboo. Yeah, that's a good choice. They have a lot of good waterfalls. <laughs> that's right. It's it's beautiful. That that's that's what I'm going for. Pick a weapon. Boba Fett's Blaster, Blue Lightsaber, Blaster Rifle, Green Lightsaber, Stormtrooper Blaster, Yellow Lightsaber, Orange Lightsaber, Han Solo's Blaster, or a Blue Lightsaber, or The Force?
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure Blue Lightsaber was was an option more than once. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was
2: going to say Blue Lightsaber was definitely listed twice. Well, I didn't
0: make this, so blame BuzzFeed. (laughs) I'm going to say the force the force you know that is good you can encompass a whole bunch of things yeah yes. you can take a weapon if you needed to ignite
1: <laughs> the green yes that so. would be my choice but i'm not playing <laughs> that's fair
0: you played last week You said i like blue lightsabers but
2: uh, i mean
1: which one
0: do you like though that's the problem the ooh. blue one or the blue one
2: <laughs> i think the second blue one <laughs> but the force you can like drop You can
0: drop anything
2: you can drop a a, a balcony on obi-wan
0: yes exactly and it's you can't only, do that with a blue lightsaber. And he gets up and he's fine. There's no yeah. you know, spinal damage whatsoever. <laughs> no internal bleeding. <laughs> Pick an animal: tiger, raccoon, rooster, polar bear, reindeer, horse, chameleon, frog, dragon, or gummy bear. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that seems too easy. Wait, give me those. Give me those options again. Not Tig- one of those is a canon. Tiger, raccoon, rooster. Polar Bear.
2: Oh, Trash Panda. All day.
0: There you go. Give me that raccoon. Pick a Star Wars droid. R2D2, C-3PO, BB-8. I don't agree with this. General Grievous. (laughs) Uh, R7A7, K-2SO, IG-88, and uh, C-110P or CHOP. K-2SO. K-2SO. Spire. Good one. Steve the Pirate. Okay, what about uh, what is your happily ever after? Not having to live in fear, world peace, everything in balance, being respectful, to be able to solve every problem, to be accepted as I am, to have my work hard work pay off, having my personal opinions heard, to travel the world, or being happy with my family. I would like to solve every problem. That would be nice. <laughs> All right, here's a good one. What's your favorite Disney movie? Mulan, Frozen, Pocahontas, The Princess and the Frog, Wreck-It Ralph, Moana, Tangled, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, or Lion King. Ooh. Yeah, this comes
1: good. One. This feels a little heavy-handed if I had to take a guess. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was gonna say this is this is
2: you like it? Are, are you making me pick my princess right now?
0: I didn't say that. Mm, I'm gonna say Aladdin. Aladdin's good. Is Aladdin good is good. Pick a candy brain. Candy brain. Candy brand. A candy brain. Candy brain. Tell what I'm (laughs) on my mind yet. Pick a brand of candy. M&M's, Sour Patch Kids, Reese's, Jolly Rancher, Laffy Taffy, Hershey's, Dum Dums, Airheads, Three Musketeers, or all of them.
2: Reese's. Reese's, Yeah. All day. Smart. All, All day, every day.
0: All day, every day. Here we go. Pick a Star Wars movie. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, Solo, A Star Wars Story. I have exception that Rogue One's not on there, but that's just me. Yeah, I was going to say, I that,
2: that makes me upset. <laughs> What's um, your favorite? Who? Well, I'm going to defer from the wisdom of the group. I, I know there would be a lot of Empire votes here. I'm going to say
0: Last Jedi. Oh, nice. that's a good choice that. It's actually a
1: topic I'd love to come back to Is just like, do an updated rankings And get you involved in this, Brian
0: Oh, what, what was like our first episode,
1: I feel it like was It was our very first episode <laughs> Like our, right off the bat, you know. Counting. Yeah, I know we we uh, passed up number 60 last week So maybe oh, uh, Maybe like, we'll save it for 100 or something
0: That would be a good idea Alright, put it in the bag Or 66,
2: or 66. Order 66 Order <laughs> 66 Episode 66, I'm going to... Never mind. (laughs) I don't want to give it away. Brian, (laughs) pick a hobby.
0: Reading, sleeping, karate, yoga, studying, hanging out with friends, traveling, painting, cooking, or hiking. Ooh, traveling. Traveling. I like to travel. Oh, man.
1: Get out in the road.
0: (laughs) Get out and see the world. I do that too much already. I go downtown. Uh, Pick a school subject. Math, English, art, science... Uh, drama, student government, recess, P.E., choir, or lunch? Science. Science. Very good choice. Who is your best friend? A sibling, a dad, grandma or grandpa, a mentor, a big strong guy, <laughs> nature, my significant other, a childhood friend, an overconfident guy who I always troll, I have no friends. I'm
2: going to say significant other. Mm-mm. Nice. It's a safe
0: choice in case Kate's case, listening. I know Eva is, so.
2: I mean, she isn't right now unless she has a microphone hidden somewhere. <laughs> dun dun
0: dun da dun, dun dun. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what is your best trait? Uh intelligence, quick thinking, brave, wise, passionate, determination, strong, selfless, uh, creative or selflessness, creative or leadership. Oh. Oh.
2: I make a mean PB and J. Um, let's go selfless.
0: Selfless. Okay. What is your worst quality? Your occasional cloud clouded judgment, stubborn, uncooperative, impulsive, emotional, feisty, reckless, too trusting, uptight, or insulting.
2: Uh, I'm stubborn. Stubborn. Very much so. Feel that. Finally.
0: I get reminded of that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, choose a non-Disney princess. So we have Princess Peach, Princess Daisy. Princess Rosalina from Super Mario Galaxy, Princess Poppy from Trolls, Princess Fiona from Shrek, Princess Thumbelina, Princess Odetta, Uh, Princess Anastasia, Princess Nateri from Avatar, or Princess Mindy from SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. (laughs) Some good ones. Ooh. Ooh. is right.
2: go Anastasia cuz now I can't I can't not think of that movie and the 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 cartoon bat and cartoon Rasputin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, here, all I, I can
1: have a of. very vivid memory of when I saw that movie. Likewise. Like, well, I mean so like it's kind of it's hard to I watch. Too. Like,
0: it's kind of hard to watch that movie now knowing what it's like depicting. It's <laughs> exactly. like oh yeah, it's the Russian Revolution. You know, and Rasputin was Regicide. involved somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you know. Uh, Okay, so the results are in. And Duncan, you are a combo of Jasmine
1: and Leia. Nice.
0: You are a combination of Jasmine and Leia. You are a brave, sassy, and headstrong individual who demands to be heard. People might think that you are a damsel in distress, but you are far from that. Don't let the big, strong men control you. You are quick to question everybody who thinks otherwise. You like to take control. Charge in any situation and you value the you value the opinions and ideals of others, big and small. You are an amazing individual who will spark greatness in the world. Ooh. Yeah. That was nice. That's very good, it's nice. good nice little turnout. Do you feel like you're a Jasmine esque Leah Leia esque combination? Sure.
2: Yeah. I'm just imagining if Princess Jasmine had a uh, a, a
0: raccoon as a pet now.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what Chewy is. I mean, not, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, rather than like a trash panda, he's more of like a trash grizzly bear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bears do get into trash
0: cans. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to go a little further north.
1: If, if you're not familiar and if... Uh, you know, if someday it should befall you guys to have children, I highly recommend Trash Truck on Netflix. <gasps> oh. It's very cute. Ooh. And it's basically this boy and his friends who are a trash truck, a bear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it already.
1: A raccoon, and a rat. <laughs> This is the
0: best show. Why have I oh, well, I guess I haven't heard of it because I don't have a I don't have a kid. Because and I ba- will watch this as an adult. Well, and
1: the bear is voiced by Brian Baumgartner from yes. The Office. Oh Kevin my god, god yes. The Office, oh so. my god. That's
2: probably the thing I do best.
1: <laughs> and he definitely his make million channel- dollars of
2: yeah. make millions of dollars on Cameo. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's so good. And he definitely channels his inner Kevin. His Kevin. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Nice. I keep all the M Ms at my desk so nobody else can have them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you drive your own car? No. <laughs> I love how you just made Kevin like kind of a mob boss from New yeah. Jersey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's after- he, it, he does kind of come off that way, doesn't he? It's like not. No, I mean like <laughs> not quite. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to like. I feel. I always feel like I mean, Kevin Scranton's
2: kind of close to it's closer to Jersey than we are well so. he also yes.
0: like wasn't there an episode where he was a, he was affiliated with the boss or it was like they were trying to they they pulled one over on the like the five owners or something like that of the remember that and he's yeah. like it just feels good to get a win like that's kind of where he was at it was one of those days
1: <laughs> Nah, okay, fair enough
0: well anyways, this was the end of the office uh talk on on credo shot first uh but hey i hope you guys had fun with the quiz and everything i know i did and we'll come back again next week we'll it'll be my turn i guess your turn to take whatever random buzzfeed quiz we could find it's okay i'll punish
2: you with another quiz
0: (laughs) (laughs) please by all means i'm cool with that but in any case uh you know did you guys enjoy that have you played uh star wars bounty hunter before if you have let us know uh you know what were your experiences where how far did you get at it did you beat it have you gotten it since? Let us know at uh, you know our Instagram at uh Shot First Pod, all one word. Uh, you can also get at us uh, on our Twitter. Oh, sorry, Instagram is greedishotfirstpodcast First Podcast, all one word. Right. Get that confused, my phone. Greedishotfirstpodcast First Podcast, all one word. Or you can also reach at uh, reach us at uh, at First Greedo on Twitter. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify and reggishousepodcast.com, or you can go to Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a rate and review. If you do it, please do, because uh, it helps uh, get the numbers up and keep us a little bit relevant, and uh, we're seeing a lot of good, uh, you know, uh, reception, and hopefully people are enjoying what we have to put out there, and we'll continue to do it. And also, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that, please also don't hesitate to email us at GreedoShotFirstPod at gmail.com. That's GreedoShotFirstPod, all one word, at gmail.com. And with all that being said, gang, I think I had a great time. Brian, did you have a good time? Yeah, this is a pretty swell time. Andrew, did you have a good
1: time? It's a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was.